It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Hello to all. Welcome to Divas That Care Network. I am Joyce Benning, and I will be your host for this invigorating, robust lifestyle show. I want to thank each one of our listeners today, as I am very grateful for each one of you and the ones that will be tuning in to hear the recorded interview, because we have an amazing guest with me today. It is our returning monthly guest, Kate Nelligan, and today she is going to speak about horses how horses help us navigate change and transition. Kate, could you please introduce yourself to our audience today? Thanks so much for having me, Joyce. I'm always happy to be here every month. Um, I am you are so equine. welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I'm an equine partner, life and career coach, and I work with mostly women who are in some form of life transition as well as companies. And we work on empowered leadership and emotional intelligence, really deeper levels of self-love. And I also work with goats, as you know, and do animal communication and healing, too. Oh, wow. Wow, you are one busy lady, Kate. (laughs) Well, as our topic is today on how horses help us navigate change and transition, What, through all your works with clients and even in yourself, what kind of changes and transitions are you noticing happening right now? Yeah, this is a topic I was really excited to speak about today because there is so much change happening. It feels like it really got heavily kick-started in 2020 and now in 2021 and moving into the future. We're just really in this place of letting go of these kind of old paradigms that aren't working for us anymore and really leaving this power over paradigm that people have had, either where they're doing power over themselves and they're being harsh with themselves or judgmental or pushing themselves and being in kind of this old, more patriarchal system to power within and power with and really going within for answers, for intuition, for guidance, power with others, really coming into a place of, you know, that's why we're seeing so much around racism and other topics that we really need to be in this place of power with our our fellow earthlings, right, our fellow humanity and with other species. And that's really a big piece of what I do is really bridging humans and horses so that um, we can, you know, we can become unstuck. And so, the big concept is really this this shift in power that I'm noticing, but with that, people I'm seeing specifically, and it may just be because I'm going through a loss of of an animal, my um, my fur child, and I'm seeing a lot of other people are losing animals. I'm seeing a lot of people are uh, going through grief right now. A lot of friendships or relationships are ending. Um, people are, are transitioning, you know, even in work from working remotely to going back into the office. And even just the change of us 
you know, going from maybe more of a lockdown or quarantine type environment to a more free environment. At least that's what I'm seeing in Colorado where there's a lot more people out. There's a lot more traffic. So things are changing and sometimes it feels like they're changing just overnight. And so there's, there's a lot to talk about here. Oh, wow. Yes, there is. Well, as you said, letting go of old paradigms and maybe things that we thought were so important and looking more inside ourselves and listening to our intuition to follow it more than the old paradigms that we had been following. I I think that is beautiful. And yes, I I agree with you so much. And losing the animals is those are the hard parts of losing a part of our past, but they're still with us in spirit. So that's that's the big thing about it all. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you feel people are becoming more aware of nature and being out in the nature and the animals? Do you feel, are you seeing that, that they're becoming more aware of that? I think there is definitely been a return to being outdoors because what we experienced globally in this kind of quarantine environment that was a year plus and some countries obviously still in it. And we, we felt like that was a safer place, right? And it, for the most part, mm-hmm. nature has always been a safer place, although we, we just had a tornado, the first one I've ever seen here in Colorado. And, you know, nature certainly has uh a lot of you know her own power and force but there is um there has been a lot of people i think becoming more open to to other things that maybe they weren't before right where for instance if their animal is sick or not doing well they might start looking at alternative healing modalities, they might start considering new things. Um, maybe they talk to an animal communicator for the first time because they really just can't get to the bottom of what's going on with their animal. Uh, and I do think people are really getting outside more. You know, they're wanting to take photos of that, you know, because they're seeing the same four walls, we'll call it, in their home, and they're really wanting to have that expansiveness that nature brings. And the other piece that I always remind people that nature brings is, you know, so many, at least of my clients, are perfectionists or recovering perfectionists, and they're seeking that perfection, which to me is really divinity, and they're seeking that deep connection just to feel like things are okay, that things are enough. Mm-hmm. And things are always enough in nature. Things are always perfect mm-hmm. in nature, right? This, if you never look at a tree and wish that it was, you know, it had an extra branch or another branch was shorter. But we often look at our bodies and we look at our lives and we want things to change and be different. Um and, you know, in speaking about change, we can change our lives, right? That's why I'm a coach. But uh, we also have to be intentional, and we'll talk about that in a moment. But it, we at first, I think there's this level of, like, can we accept the way things are, right? Can we learned kind of to accept to a certain degree what a quarantine meant, but then we learned how to improve that, how to make it better, which was this return to nature and going outside. I see a lot of people... Um, exploring parks and and now also booking trips that are outside. I feel like every one of my friends is in Yosemite or Yellowstone right now. They're going to national <laughs> parks, getting outside and playing. And we do need that. You know, we really, that's one of the best ways to lift our spirits is to be out in nature and be in that kind of higher frequency and see the perfection and the divinity and the beauty and the enoughness all mirrored back to us. Right. 
Um, yes, definitely. Well, I even see it. We do a farmer's market once a week, and I'm seeing that the crowds, there has been record crowds at these. It's like people want a place to go outside and just enjoy the beauty that is out there. And I've I've seen experience that too with just even the farmer's market. And like you said, out in nature, we need everything is it is just beautiful out there and we need to look in ourselves and realize the beauty in ourselves as much as what we see out in the nature too. It's kind of how I feel a lot of times. We're too too critical on ourselves a lot of times. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I love that you see that with a farmer's market because there is that also return to like exploring food. I think a lot of people, I know myself included, had to cook over the last year, even if we weren't doing much of that before and exploring like what is better food for our immunity, what keeps us healthy, Mm -hmm. because we really had to explore that. So that's also return to nature, honoring plants, honoring nature as the landscape and the earth and then honoring animals. Those are all pieces to it. The thing that's made me happy is this year I've noticed, like I've lived in an apartment complex for the last few years here in Colorado, and they, everyone now has all these beautiful plants out that they didn't have before. And people are putting them on their balconies, on their front door. Like I'm <laughs> amazed at how many people have been investing in plants and flowers. I'm like, it's so mm-hmm. great. So. Yes, yes, I will agree. Oh, I see that at the farmer's market. I mean, people are carrying boxes full of flowers to plant. I'm going, you brought bought beautiful ones, and now you're going to go home and play in, play in the dirt. And they're going, yep, yeah, I'm excited about it. So it's just that I do see a lot of there. And, oh, my, we have a lot of plant people there that sell, that market the plants. And so, yeah, people are getting back. So it's really interesting, too, to hear you say you're seeing a lot of people that past didn't have them are going back into nature like that. That is that is awesome. I love it. <laughs> it well, is, and we've needed how, it for a long time. <laughs> so Yes, we have, definitely. Getting back, getting kind of back to the basics and enjoying the simple things in life sometimes are, mm. for me, they're the best. <laughs> yeah. Well, how do horses and animals deal with changes? I mean, we've kind of touched a little bit on the changes that people are doing now. And how do the animals and the horses especially deal with change? And what can we learn from them from the way they deal with this kind of change? Yeah, animals definitely navigate change differently um, that I've seen because of not having the brains that we have as human animals where we're over overthinking or overanalyzing, overprocessing at times, um, even over responsibility. You know, animals definitely, you know, there's there's proven studies that animals have emotions. You know, I was always amazed years ago when I when I learned that a lot of people didn't think that animals have emotions, but there's proven studies now, there's proven studies that they understand our emotions. And it is, you know, they definitely do go through grief and loss, as we talked about on the last show. And uh, mm-hmm. they do they do take some time based on their own individual makeup. So some animals can adjust faster because they're either more resilient or they, you know, they're not as attached, you know, and so they can 
they can move on. But I've watched this, and I will continue to watch this as I'm in a major life transition with the ranch where I work and where I board. They are moving, and new buyers are coming in, which means a good half or more of the animals are all leaving. And so my animals that are mm. seeing will really be experiencing the loss of their friends, their their uh, family, and a larger mm-hmm. herd, which they feel safe be in numbers. So, you know, that is a big change for them, and it will be interesting to watch it. But one of the things they've been saying to me is don't predict how it's going to go, right? Don't assume that there's going to be a ton of grief. It may be more graceful. It may be more smooth. And I have, like, flower essences, speaking of the flowers, that I'll be using to support Mm -hmm. them in adapting to that change. But ultimately, you know, we have to first acknowledge that animals do go through transitions as well, that they do grieve, that they do process change. And sometimes they may need more what I'll call like space, right, emotional space, physical space to go through that. And we may need to change diet or be really present to how they're handling it. You know, as you know, with courses, if they were really stressed out, they can colic. So we really want to manage mm-hmm. changes in Colorado, the weather changes so significantly. Sometimes we're, you know, even 90 to 30 degrees in a day. I mean, it can drop significantly. And so I'm always thinking about extremes and how do I essentially make things a little bit smoother on the animals. But when when herd members leave and change, that's a big deal. That's like sending a kid off to college, right? That is like getting a divorce. It's like, you know, losing a friend or... You know, it is a big, it's a big deal because the relationships change and animals are very relationship driven. They are really mostly for safety and for play and basic needs, like you mentioned basic needs, but also really because I think that they are very, you know, animals can be very uh, emotional beings, right? Very heart-centered, very gut-centered beings. And so they bond. And we know we, we see these bonds. This is what the viral videos in the, of the world are made up of, of these often these bonds, whether it's same species or interspecies bonds that we see and we're so inspired by. So we definitely want to honor them. We want to stay present to what they need. We want to stay in communication with what they need during these changes. And, you know, if, if an animal is grieving and it's, you know, it's important for them to get another animal, especially if they're, like, one of the only animals left in a home or at a ranch, I think that that's important to consider as well, right, like to make sure that that animal has the right friends and the right support going through it. Uh, Conversely, on the other side of all of this, I've also noticed that animals can change with more fluidity, with with less attachment, right, and Mm -hmm. they can adjust quickly. Even if you watch horses grazing, they're really upset by something that, they feel could be a predator, they get nervous, they might run around or spook, they lift their head, and then within seconds, usually, they are back to more what I call relaxed alertness, and they're grazing, and they're doing their thing, and they're not thinking about it, they're not obsessing about it, they're not worrying about it, they're not trying to predict the next thing that's going to happen, because they live in the present moment. And because they live in the present moment, in that moment, maybe their friend isn't there, and so they feel that they feel that loss, but they're not thinking about do they do something wrong to send that friend away? You know, like they're not <laughs> really analyzing it. So they have a lot of freedom in that that we can learn from and we can get inspired by, and we can also adapt and mirror and um, 
role model from as well. So I think there's really there's two sides to to it. Uh, but I get very inspired by how quickly they do adjust, and I realize that I don't need to be on such a roller coaster of emotions, nor do my clients when we go through change and transition. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, that is, yes, that is just beautiful. And that is so, so like horses. I mean, they, uh, I, it just brought an instance last night. I was leading one of mine and there was a tarp that had, was laying on the ground that hadn't been there. And I mean, immediate reaction <laughs> was to spook. But as soon as he was done spooking, he was like, oh, okay, no big deal. That's done. On to the next thing. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yes, we can learn from them. Don't don't hang on to that like uh, a lot of us humans like to do. We keep, like you said, analyzing it over and over in our minds. I don't see animals doing that. They, like him, he was done with it then. It was over. It was in the past and moving forward. And to me, that that is a lesson in itself to learn to, yeah, if there's a problem, you deal with it and go on. Don't continually live with it from the past. So exactly. I, I really see that in my animals a lot, it's even in the dogs, too. I mean, they'll get upset about something, and the next minute they're back to being happy as ever. So I'm like, okay. We need to learn definitely from them. And like you said, I thought what was neat too, animals all do it in a different way. And that goes back to the similarity of people because all people kind of handle situations and changes in a lot different ways. So there's so much to learn from them. It's just incredible. Yeah, we really don't need to tax our nervous systems. And animals will will never tax their nervous system on purpose because that would be detrimental to their health, their well-being, them thriving, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, Mm -hmm. we may or the environment may tax their nervous systems, but they're not going to do it purposely to themselves. Yeah, it's something that we do, you know, often most of us do it unconsciously, um, but we are, it's important for us to realize what we're doing and to change the pattern, to stop it, to have the pattern interrupt and to let things go more easily. You know, I think that's why that Frozen song, Let It Go, is so popular and a lot of you know the funny memes are you know the kind of like the buddha energy of like let that you know and they say let that shit go but like that's a lot of what i see out there in the world because it is that art of non-attachment which is so challenging to us as humans because we have egos you know but to really to -hmm. realize that the animals can do it and even nature and the cycles. I've, you know, been sitting with trees before and being like, wow, you really go through four very different stages of being every year without yes. fighting, you know, like, oh, I'm going to lose my leaves. And it's like, it's just a process and there's trust and there's a natural energy to it. And a lot of my clients are seeking flow. Like they don't always know that's the word, but that's the word they start using shortly after and they're they're seeking ease. They don't want the anxiety anymore. They don't want to be in their heads. They don't want their nervous systems and adrenals to be taxed because mm-hmm. they're, you know, they're bright. And when you have bright people, it's a blessing and a curse because their imaginations and their brains are going, <laughs> and yet it's a curse because they maybe not are living in their full body or their hearts. And so, you know, that over overthinking piece can um it has gotten them far usually in their careers but it's also something that 
um, at some point starts to feel like a handicap because they are uh, they're exhausted or they're they're stressed, and that's usually when mm-hmm. they they come find me. So, and they come find the horses because the horses naturally help with rejuvenation and naturally teach us to be in this more parasympathetic space, this relaxed alertness. And we have those conversations just by watching the horse. Hey, what do you notice the horse doing? How do you notice the horse shifting their energy? How do you notice the horse being, you know, living in more acceptance, living in present moment? And then the clients are like, I really want that. That looks peaceful. That, lo- that feels good. And we talk about following what feels good. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Oh, well, that kind of goes right into how the horses help navigate through these transitions better by just even just watching them and seeing how they handle things. Now, do you see like when you have clients are, and there's maybe one that's really stressed, do you have certain horses that are like, no, I... I'm not going to deal with that stress today. And then there's another one that says, I can handle this. Do you see kind of different horses coming to these kind of people according to their stress levels? I do. That's a great question. I see a lot of different things. I see definitely some horses that are like, I don't have the capacity for this today because I myself am maybe tired or, you know, maybe not feeling 100% and they have free choice. They can walk away from a client. And we talk about what that might mean, right? A client may actually know that their energy is potentially, you know, sending a horse away. Or we may talk about rejection. And we might talk about, you know, what does it mean to take breaks? What does it mean to say no? So even that horse leaving brings up a lot of beautiful conversation because we're we're looking at the mirrors. We're looking at the metaphors. It's all in that um, what's happening in real time and what, what we, we make things mean. And what's really true, right? But then, right. a horse that a horse might also, instead of just walking away or coming in to help, a horse might also actually start to mirror back to the client their own stress level. So we saw a client once stand up. There's a group of people, and uh, you know, each one had a different reaction from the horses. And this one younger guy stands up, and literally, as soon as he stands up, all the horses go into running around chaotically, and he starts to walk out. And we're like, "Wait a minute, do you really want to walk out into this right now?" And he's like, "No, but this is what I'm so used to doing in my life when there's so much chaos, and my family's like this." So we're like, "Could you come mm-hmm. sit back down, take a moment, pause, breathe, have a moment for yourself?" And as he did that, as he shifted his inner state, the horses then started to shift. They went back to, and they really were running around for no reason. There was not like a change in weather or, you know, animal coming on to the property, anything like that. So it really was just they they were showing him like how he was just willing to continually walk in this chaotic world without really taking care of himself. He just felt like he had to always take care of others. And so it was kind of a key pivotal moment for him when he realized he could just breathe, you know. And I've I've seen this a lot as we go to do something with a horse. You know, sometimes people's stress falls away immediately. That's my favorite. Like I'll have people get out of the car and they're already crying or the second they're working, they start working with a horse or see a horse or tune in, you know, we do soul gazing through the eyes or touch a horse mm-hmm. to their heart, they'll start crying. And so a lot of their stress mm-hmm. and their tension or their grief – or their anxiety is just naturally falling away anyways just by being in that 
the presence of of a horse because it's very powerful for people um and that that is then you know then we're dealing with a deeper state right a deeper emotional state deeper awareness state and the sessions are really you know much more powerful even but ultimately um the horses do respond differently based on what that client needs and we always say you can't make this up because I have no idea how the horse is going to react. I can't plan for it. It's so beautiful for me because I just get to practice staying in the moment, practice reading the energy, practice staying present, and helps me as a human being, uh, you know, being a <laughs> practitioner. But it, it's also then the clients get to see how can they do the same and how can they realize that they have so much more information available and, and power available when they're in that space. So the overthinking executive goes, you know what, I don't actually need to know the answer in advance. I can trust that my inner guidance system, right, my gut, my intuition, whatever you want to call it, will know the answer in the moment, right? And so Mm -hmm. a lot of what it is is learning to trust. People start learning to trust themselves, and they start learning to access more of themselves rather than just their their brain. Oh, wow. What beautiful way and experiences. And I was just listening and how majestic the horses are and how they mirror us. And that was a really good example with the gentleman that was used to living in chaos and then walking away, how the horses showed him that. Oh, that was incredible. I love that. And the feeling you must get because you see the client like this, but you also get to experience the different levels of how the horses help them transition and look back inside themselves. And like you said, just take a moment and breathe. Just breathe and enjoy the moment and go inside yourself and listen to your intuition. Oh, how beautiful. The experiences you can tell, Kate. Oh, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot after this many years. And there's more to come, uh-huh. I'm sure. And sometimes I don't remember all the stories, but they're they are beautiful. And pe- when people hear it or see it, they're like, "Oh, I get it. I get how this works." And so, often people come not knowing what to expect, but they trust that something will be there, mm-hmm. and they are always very impressed and very delighted with like what actually occurs amongst you know nature and a good coach and a, and a powerful herd. Yes. Yes. Oh, and that powerful herd, they trust you, and so they can help other people because the trust has been built between you and them. And to me, I can just, I can feel that through the energy you're talking about, the the horses and the herd and how they react to people. They have the trust in you that they know they can mirror the other people and help them, like like I know they have helped you and many others. <laughs> Oh, how yeah, beautiful. Yeah, thanks for saying that. Thank you for saying that. Mm-hmm. I hadn't thought about it exactly in that way, but it is true because I'm often doing my own work with my own horses, and so they know that they know how I work and they know how I can read them and they know that I trust them. Mm-hmm. And so I really, mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, I'm turning it over to them. <laughs> and they <laughs> they almost always really want to show up and do the work. They're excited about it and they I think they do are they're like I always say I work for the horses but I do think that my horses think oh god I got to I'm working for Kate right now cuz I want I want <laughs> this to go well. I do feel like there's a mutual exchange there. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I I totally feel that too. I mean, you uh you guys have a mutual mutual love for one another is how I'm going to say it cuz that's exactly what it is. 
this has just been incredible, and the time has gone so quickly again. Um, what are some final tips you would like to leave our listeners on how to navigate through all these changes and transitions that people are going through? Yeah, I think the first thing I was thinking about with all of this is just to really, you know, as you stay present, because things change so quickly, right? And we're just seeing that. We got to see that last year. All of a sudden, you know, within a week or two, maybe, we were, we didn't have access to a lot of things that we normally did, right? And we changed so much so fast. So first to, like, stay present because things keep changing. And even if they change for the worse, they could change for the better the next day. And to stay in that place of presence because then it also gives us hope and it gives us awareness. But really to navigate with compassion, which is, self-compassion, compassion for others, which the horses hold for us, right? They're just so loving, I think, as we go through mm-hmm. difficult times. At least that's been my experience. I've cried into a lot of horse necks recently over my cat passing. <laughs> and um, they're so compassionate, and they really remind us to do the same for ourselves, which is just to be with ourselves as we're suffering, to know that all emotions are okay. Grief is a, is a staged process. It's, it's growth is a process. It's not an event. This is not one and done. If we stuff stuff, it does come back later to, to hurt, to hurt us. So we really want to be with the emotions, let them arise, love them, be okay with them, let them go even and and know that they'll never take us out the amount of tears will never take us out the amount of frustration will never take us out we have to just stay resilient and if we're with the emotions all they want is our our um our kindness they want to be heard and then usually they move on right emotion is just energy in motion but we don't want to stop the energy because then stuff gets stuck physically too so it's really just a, a potent time where we can learn a lot about ourselves. We can become resilient. We can become stronger. And to know that it's hard. Change is hard for most of us. It's hard for animals. It's hard for us. And to know that mm-hmm. um, we can reset more quickly, though, if we act more like an animal. That's an important thing to remember, to act more like a horse, be more compassionate, be willing to reset faster, um, and to be willing to be okay with all emotions, you know, deal with it and, and, and move on. You know? Yes. Oh, what beautiful tips to leave. Oh, I love that. Being more in touch with your emotions and be more compassionate. Be more like the horse. I love that part. I just love it. That was beautiful, Kate. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. Oh, you are so welcome. And I want to thank all of our listeners to listening to this incredible interview with our amazing diva Kate Milligan and she will be back each month on the third Thursday at 11 o'clock mountain time so be sure and tune in to listen to all of her wisdom and knowledge that she shares with our listeners and be sure to check out all the hosts and their shows on divasatcare.com have a fantastic day be kind to all and yourself give your animals a great big extra hug and share your love with them until we connect again on robust lifestyles stay strong and healthy thanks for listening this show was brought to you by divas that care connect with us on facebook on instagram and of course on divasthatcare.com, where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing